jerk, you son of a bubbly! Excuse me! I'm better than you, and you know it! Drunk! and gents and welcome to a very very special edition of monday night gore i know what you're thinking it's not even monday it is tuesday and we have a very special reason for being on we have in our midst one of the fastest rising stars in women's professional wrestling and hell maybe just professional wrestling in general i'm talking about the sweetest the sassiest miss casey lennox is on the podcast casey thank you so very much for joining us here today how are you thank you i'm good i'm good i just got done a workout um but thanks for having me on i'm excited Absolute we finally pleasure. made it happen we did. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. We know you've got a busy schedule, plenty of wrestling going on. You've got a podcast later on as well today. But really, this is just a fact find session. We want to find out more about the woman behind the sweetest and sassiest name. Uh, what, where did that come from, by the way? Um, so it's kind of just a spin on I am a Gemini um, and I'm not like super into astrology, but I am a true Gemini. So I don't know if you guys know what a Gemini is, uh, but one minute we can be super freaking nice. And the next minute we can like hate you and like curse you out and everything like that. Um, so it's kind of a spin on that. Um, sweet. Cause I can be sweet and sassy because like I said, I'm a Gemini and I can switch like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So what you're saying is you can be a heel one minute and a face the other and vice versa. That's kind of the... Uh, yeah, I could be a face for like the first minute of the match. And like I said, if you piss me off, then I'm going to switch on you and I'll be a heel by the end. <laughs> Love that. Good stuff. Uh, now, switching gears, going back in time. Wrestling, when did it first become part of, of your life? What are your earliest memories of wrestling? Oh, my goodness. So my brother um got me into wrestling and that was when I was 10 years old so 17 or 18 years ago now um but my first like earliest memory would be um purchasing tickets for the show and back then like it would be where you like stand in line at the arena to actually like you know get the best seats or whatever um so stood in line with my grandfather and Mark Henry was actually there, which was super weird because it wasn't announced or anything like that. Um, but he was doing like an autograph session. So he was the first person that I ever met. So that's my actual first memory. Um, but my first like show memory, I would say is, and it's the reason why I actually got into wrestling. Um, Tori Wilson and Don Marie and Sable, and they were in a, I think it was like a bikini contest or like a lingerie, one of those two. It was 17 years ago. So everybody knows how wrestling was back then. Yeah. Um, they were in a bikini contest or a lingerie contest. And I was like, damn, this is what I got to do. Because, you know, the crowd reaction, how they, they're fit, they're sexy, stuff like that. Um, so that is my earliest memory. That's interesting as well. You mentioned that sort of a match because, of course, a lot of wrestlers will say, oh, it was Steamboat versus Savage was my original one. And for some girls, it would be Lita and Trish. But it's interesting that you have a different perspective on it. Was it always mainly about the, the showmanship of wrestling for you? I will say yes um, to that. It's definitely about the showmanship, um, how females and it's not like it's not just in wrestling, but for me, like it is just in wrestling um how they can go out and be strong and have muscles and be sexy and still you know 
kick ass and i'm sorry can we curse on here go for it absolutely of course we can okay. yeah. <laughs> um and how like they can go out and kick ass and and be that badass person and it's not just you know a man's sport anymore if that makes sense um so yeah it's always been about the showmanship and then just how the crowd a reacts to them how little boys and little girls and grown females um look up to us as athletes and you know they they see us in the ring and they're like oh I can do whatever I dream of or whatever my goals are so it's a little bit of both perfect so moving forward a bit what was your sort of your first breakthrough into wrestling how did it kind of come about you to start training and then uh, eventually getting towards your debut so I trained when I was 18. I started when I was 18 back in Maryland um, at a place called Gilbert's Professional Wrestling Academy. Um, I went there for a year and essentially I got told if I didn't get better or if I didn't sleep with somebody that I would never make it, you know, in wrestling. Crappy, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I uh, so. That. <laughs> Yeah, it. I mean, that was 10 years ago. And I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like wrestling has evolved so much um, that you don't have to sleep with somebody to get a spot. Like that's not what it is anymore. Um, so that is how I started. And I actually stopped training pretty much right after that comment because that kind of got me down. And I was like, I'm not going to sleep with anybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I focused on just working as much as possible at my like shoot job. Um, and eventually I moved to Florida with my family and I started training at a school down here. Um, and then I've just been, I've been to three different schools. I'm at Devon Dudley Academy school now, but that's pretty much my journey. Um, so yeah, so you, I've been how, everywhere. How'd you get started? I assume we're talking about Gilberg, uh, Dwayne Gill for, you know, Gilberg in WWE and various independents. So when you started under in, in uh, Gilberg school, was it something you, you were fully invested in? Because, of course, you mentioned after that awful comment from someone that you did take a break. How long was that break? And was it something you thought in the media, do, do you think I'm going to get back into this or not? Okay, so um, the year training there, the break that I took was five years, actually. So I, I stopped training um, when I was 19. And then... I would, you know, watch WrestleMania, go to like WrestleManias with my friends and stuff like that. And I think that's what definitely triggered, you know, me wanting to be an athlete again and wanting to be a wrestler. Um, and it wasn't until I had my tryout that I started training again. So I went into this tryout with literally no experience. Um, I mean, I hadn't been in a ring in five years. Uh, so yeah, that is kind of what happened um and then moved here and started training again so yeah and was your first I wish I was. go on Karen go ahead no 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 go ahead well it was your first match back in Maryland when you were training in the original year or did that come five years later the fir your first actual pro match my first actual match was back in Maryland um and it was a triple threat against someone in maryland named kimberly and it was actually against uh jessica carr the ref for wwe wow so okay. we go way yeah. back <laughs> her and i go way way back we started at the same school um i think she started just a few months ahead of me um 
so we started the same school. She signed now. Uh, I trained at the school that she used to train at now. So yeah, my first match was back then. And how, then did, how did it go? My five year break. My match? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like it went <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I feel like it went horrible. Um, I mean, I don't know. I look at the pictures from my match now, like the video, like now compared to what I'm doing right now and total like 360. So, but I mean, your first match, you live and learn. I know way more now than I did back then, obviously. Of course, <laughs> you're able to watch yourself now and think, okay, I've come a long way from there. Can you see the progression it's, it's taken? Very much so. Um, and, and it's like this in any aspect in life I feel you're always going to point out like your weaknesses but like seeing where I came from and where I'm at now definitely way better Good so stuff. hopefully I just get way 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 better exactly and training with the likes of Devon Dudley and co I mean that's a, a pretty impressive uh, person to start with who else have you trained with was it Devon specifically or did he have some other other guys that came in other guys and girls to help you along the way and if so we ever starstruck meeting anyone thinking oh my god look who it is <laughs> um so I trained with uh Devon now I've been there for three months before that I was training with Ace Steel at Pro Wrestling 2.0 um he was the one I was like oh my god he's a former WWE coach he's gonna teach us the way they go in WWE um stuff like that uh Devon's had Serpentico or John Cruz whichever you want to uh, call him he's on AEW now and then we have Frankie um, and then whoever honestly wants to come through I mean Ember's been there Ember Moon um, Jess has been there it's literally you can just drop by and you know train so that's the that's the cool part and Devon does know so many people um, so yeah brilliant stuff and how was that your segue into MLW because I understand that was a bit of a break for you because we get MLW here in the UK we can watch MLW yeah, yeah. which is one of the, the few wrestling programs we actually do get over here along with the big ones um was that sort of would you consider MLW your big break or would that lead to AEW which we'll go into in more detail later so I actually was not at Devon's when I was on MLW I was at my my first wrestling school here in Florida um, that shall not be named. Um, so I was there and that's how I got into MLW because one of the people that, um, I guess are like the owner slash manager, whatever his job title is. Um, he was actually at that first school that I trained at. Um, so that was my lead in for MLW. Um, I wish I would have wrestled. I wish they had, you know, women's division. I wish they still had a women's division. Um, but you know, that's not my call to make. It is, it was a great opportunity for me to learn from people who have been all around the world. Um, and just, I mean, it broadens my horizons, not my horizons, but it's, you know, it makes me more workable in the business. So I can wrestle, I can interview, I can do, you know, multi, um, I don't know what the word is, like diverse, I yeah. feel. Multi, multi, yeah, multi skilled. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Uh, but of course, you know, I think you did come to a wider audience when you appeared on AW Dark. You took on Ivelisse. Was, was that sort of a moment where you thought, wow, OK, I've, I've kind of made it here. I mean, can you talk us through the process? You know, who rang you to tell you, do you want to do this? You know, how did it come about? And what were your feelings before and during the match? 
Um, so QT Marshall actually messaged me and then I was in contact with like Leva. Um, I could not actually go for the first day, which sucked because I feel like I would have had more of an experience, um, or like a longer experience. I would have been, you know, in front of, you know, bigger people for a more like longer time. Um, but working at least like, oh my goodness, I used to train with her. So she like knows what I can do. She knows um, if I say that I can't do it, she has the faith in me that I can do it. Um, a lot of that stuff in that match, I had never done in a match before. Um, so yeah, working her, it was really, it was great. I'm glad that she was the person that they put me with. Um, so I'm thankful. I'm really thankful for her because I would never have gotten through that match. <laughs> Oh, it was a great. It was a great performance. I was watching it uh, earlier today, just refreshing. Um, so, does that does that mean now we're going to see more of Casey Lennox on AEW Dark? Wow, you guys just put me on. <laughs> um, <laughs> got, got got to be asked. It has to be asked. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know honestly. Um, I just wait for them to contact me back. I mean, I am obviously on their radar. Um, I'm in talks with you know QT and everybody else from the company. Um, but I do have other stuff coming up that I can't talk about, but it's big. I mean, I don't know if it's like AEW big. Ooh. Hello. It's Hello. Big. Yeah. No, but I'm excited. Um, I do have a lot of stuff coming up uh, that I wish I could talk about, but you'll see later. Indeed. No, that's and that's why we're doing this, aren't we? Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it. Um, you mentioned there, obviously, big stuff coming. Obviously, this, you know, this current year has been one of the weirdest and hardest years, obviously, talking about the pandemic how how has it been you know being a wrestler during the pandemic i mean you know working on the sort of the indie scene then going to aw normally you have you know a, a massive crowd and, and constant fans and all of a sudden mm -hmm. that's that's taken away from you how has the how has the past year been for you specifically for me specifically um i mean i just i've tried to stay as active as i can on uh social media um you know, just to keep your name relevant. I'm sure you guys know you got to keep the podcast relevant, stuff like that. Um, I mean, thankfully, I have a shoot job. So I have a job that even though wrestling's not, you know, doing as great right now, I can still rely on that paycheck. Um, but I mean, in my shoot job, let me just tell you what my shoot job is. I work at SeaWorld. So I... <laughs> already deal with people from all over the world uh bring in whatever germs they have and it's it's oh. fine I mean it's fine um I I love what I do I take pictures of animals all day so it's it's great um it sucks though in the aspect of I'm already putting myself in a high-risk situation there um so for me right now I don't want to put myself in another high-risk high-risk situation um, just being at shows and exposing myself in a whole other way. Um, I mean, AEW, thankfully, you know, let a lot of talent come in and let a lot of talent show what they can do during this pandemic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I love wrestling, like I was saying, and I do, but I'm not concerned right now with working as many shows unless they're bigger shows or like working yeah, bigger talent um because it is such a real thing like COVID is such a real thing that I don't want to put my health at risk 
in another in another way. Of course, and but thankfully AEW. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because you know it's not uncommon for uh, guys and gals to have separate jobs. Even uh, Dr. Britt Baker, she still has her dental surgery she does, yeah, and it's exactly the same with you at SeaWorld. <laughs> she is a dentist, a very good one I've, I've heard as well. Um, so, in, but I, I, from what we've read, Tony Khan, uh, of course, you know AEW's uh, uh, chairman, is is been very keen to get independent stars working during this pandemic, and of course that's why AEW Dark is um, definitely lengthened its 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 duration that's for sure on youtube um when you were given the call you mentioned uh qt marshall lever bates evilies anyone else backstage that gave you some good advice or that you thought you know i, I you know i appreciate that any of the maybe old timers or some of the current talent um so oh my goodness my favorite in all time like i think my favorite uh person from that night is dustin rhodes he works with, and I, I don't know, you guys have probably heard this like 5 million times, um, but he works with like all the female talent. And like, yeah. it was my first outside of MLW was my first um, like major like TV moment. Like I, I haven't even wrestled on MLW. Um, so it was my first like actual TV match. So I feel like you could tell I was nervous. I was like nervous as hell, <laughs> um, but he was like, it's okay. You did great. Um, Aubrey, our ref, she commented on me selling um, and just being, you know, vocal. I guess not a lot of people are vocal anymore. I don't know. I'm always yeah. vocal. Santana taught us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Dustin, I would say was my favorite person back there and the one that gave me the most advice. Um, Tony is such a super respected um, and respectful guy um, at AEW he came up to me after the match and we were actually uh, we were literally the last match of the night at 3 a.m um, so he came up after and he was just like thank you so much um, so I mean I respect that a lot but definitely Dustin he was the one who gave me you know all the good advice and he was really sweet that's awesome. A lot of the yeah, girls, cool. a lot of the girls say that. A lot of the girls do say he's one of the uh, one of the good ones to go for advice. That's really he nice is. to hear. Really nice to hear. <laughs> uh, but you know, of course, we, we we couldn't you know not talk to you about you know the the big fish if you like you know WWE. We were, I was watching an interview with Bill Apter a few years ago. Bill, one of the best interview guys in the business ever, and yeah. you know he did mention, or I think you mentioned actually, that you were often compared to one Sasha Banks. I'm sorry, Casey, if you do not agree, <laughs> you do look like her. I'm sorry, you do, whether you like it or not, you do. Oh my goodness! What, what do you make? I of do that not. You do. I'm sorry. I have to. I, <laughs> I'm objective in this one. You know, I've got to tell you. You know, it's sure it's a good thing to be compared to the boss, is it not? No, so it <laughs> um, it totally is. Uh, she's obviously an amazing athlete, an amazing wrestler. Um, she's great on the mic. She's great in the ring, you know? I don't think I look like her. Okay, well, if you think, that's fine. Think <laughs> what you want. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yes, it is very, um, it's very, you know, great to be told that I look like her. Um, and whatever else um but I don't know sometimes I feel like that hinders me in why would WWE want somebody who already looks like you know one of their top talents sure. um so I feel like that hinders me kind of um but I don't know we'll see it's 2021 it's the year to get signed knock on it's wood 
<laughs> it certainly is and and there is a question later on where we were going to ask you about 2021 but i will come to that in uh, in good time um i just want to talk to you about um ignite wrestling um i've seen you are currently the women's champion i've seen you defended your belt as well how did how did ignite sort of sort of come about really um so ignite came about um one of the men that I trained with back at my, at my original school, um, he worked there as well. Uh, so he had me come in, um, do a match. And then from there, Kim, the owner, she loved me. So I've just been brought back. Um, and I mean, it's great, like to be the champion there and to be able to, uh, you know, represent the company and to be trusted to represent the company. Um, and she knows that I'm always going to have, good matches and she doesn't have to have like she doesn't have to worry about anything um negative coming from me so it's kind of nice I love it and I love that she's a female um like a female owner and she she represents women it's great well I'm glad you mentioned that actually because on that on the show you you very recently defended your title in a triple threat which you came out victorious I also Mm -hmm. noticed uh on that card um Kylan King who's appeared on uh, AW program before she was involved well she was involved in an intergender wrestling match on that very card what are your thoughts on intergender wrestling and is it something that you'd be open to I love intergender wrestling um it's one of my favorites because like I'm a big not I'm not huge but I am a taller girl. I'm a little thicker. Um, so sometimes I like I work a lot of people who are, you know, smaller than me. Um, and I still like to do, you know, the flippy things and the things off the rope and stuff like that. Um, so being able to wrestle a guy, I get to do all that fun stuff because they can actually um, what we call it basing. So they can actually like base me and I can do whatever I want. So it's freaking great. I love it. It's my favorite. If I could work guys forever, then I would. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I love intergender wrestling. Um, I love Kylan. Uh, Leon's really great. So they're both hard hitting. Kylan is like a beast. Um, But yeah, I love (laughs) I love intergender wrestling so much. I wish we could do it all the time. It's, it's interesting you say that, actually, because there seems to be quite mixed reviews on it. Like I was listening to um, a podcast with Corey Graves and Vic Joseph um, the other day, and, and they were both saying that they're not really that massively into it. So it kind of brings up a bit mixed reviews. Have you done many intergender wrestling matches throughout your career? So um, I was actually in a, a tag team with another guy before. So yes and no. Um, I mean, we didn't we didn't really wrestle like any just girl teams. Um, there was always at least, you know, one other guy in there. So yeah, I've done quite a few intergender matches. Um, like I said, dude, they base so well. Like I, (laughs) I love doing, um, I love doing the fancy stuff and I don't get to do that most of the time because the girls are smaller. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I love, 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 love intergender wrestling. It's the best. Can I just, can I ask one thing about your, your finish? Because that triple threat match I saw, I thought it was brutal. What would you call it? Like an underhook DDT? Like th- what? What is it? Because it looked brutal. It was a great finish. How did that also? How did your move come about? How did you? How did you pick that as as your finish? So it's actually um, it's like a rock bottom. So you hook them like literally just like a rock bottom. Um, they put their their legs on top of my thighs, and then I just like push them out into an X factor. Yeah. Um, and my hands, I keep moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's what it is. Um, and I don't know. I just, 
came up with it one day, like randomly at training. It's literally just like putting stuff together. Um, and if it works, it works. Uh, if it doesn't. Well, that was my point. I, n- I hadn't seen it before. That's why I bring it up. It's not like a DDT yeah. or a suplex. It's actually something I hadn't seen before, which is good. It's it's rare you see in wrestling something that you haven't seen before, especially me. I've been watching it for like 20 years. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like everybody, you know, wants to do what everyone else does. No, it's, it's really when you're creating moves in wrestling, it's literally just about, you know, going for something. And if it works then great if it doesn't well you just keep on moving to the next thing like something you can always mix stuff that's the best thing to do though i think because like andy says you know you don't want to keep seeing the same thing being used by different people each time you want you know you want people that are going to sort of like you you know go into the ring and and just try out a few things and and give it a good go and i think that will set you know sort of set you apart from other people so i think i think that's a good thing definitely yes thank you um no you're right like so many people do super kicks and and ddts and like samoan drops and like now you're just being like everybody else like be different that's what gets you signed you have to be different um so yeah (laughs) well you certainly are different you know not only uh are you a professional wrestler you work at sea world which we didn't know we know now which is we didn't know that at all (laughs) We love that. Also, <laughs> one thing that I'm sure some people do know about you is uh, modelling as well. That's something you've um, taken a shine to. What's the deal with your modelling? Is it something that you do for an extra bit of cash? Do you love doing it? Was it something you always wanted to do? Where did it all sort of come about? Uh, so I actually went to a modelling school when I was 16, I want to say. Um, so I went to a modelling school and went through the whole like class and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, you know, you have this, um, like this showcase and did the showcase. And then I got approached by some, some agency and it wasn't even a huge agency. It was someplace in like Virginia. Um, but they told me we want to sign you, but you have to like lose your thighs. And I'm like, when you're 16, <laughs> when you're Thank you. Um, but my thighs are making me money now, so it's all yeah, good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, they told me I needed to lose my like my thighs, and then you know I could do stuff. Um, and when you tell a sixteen-year-old that, I feel like, I mean, in modeling, you can tell people that all you want, and I guess like you're supposed to just conform. Um, but right, like telling a 16 year old that now, like with the whole body positivity stuff that's going on and stuff like that, um, it was rough for me. And I was like, dang, I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to lose my thighs. I'm never going to get skinny. Um, and that actually sent me into, I don't want to say it was an, an eating disorder, um, but I would definitely like limit what I ate. I would only eat like salad most of the time. I got like super freaking skinny um, and it, it wasn't healthy but that's where my modeling came from and ever since then i just been i like taking pictures because i like to look at myself i don't know <laughs> but yeah I, I i do um i like taking pictures and putting on makeup and you know getting all sexy and it is nice to make an extra buck so yeah absolutely but it's interesting that you mentioned the the hardship you actually you know that's some, that's some hardship right there and you mentioned earlier on about the the awful comment about the way you have to sleep to, with someone to get a chance so you seem to be one of the last few girls um you know both with the modeling and wrestling to have had to endure some of that sexist misogynistic outlook 
on uh, the performing industry, as it were. Do you think that now they have turned a corner and it is, I'm sure it does exist in some circles, but do you feel like now you've come out of that sort of past backwards way of thinking, if you like? Oh, definitely. Um, and like you said, there probably are still some people who, you know, have that backwards way of thinking. Um, and hopefully maybe those people get caught out one day. Um, but you're like, you are who you are, your body's sexy how it is. Um, you shouldn't have to like conform to what somebody else, you know, wants you to be or whatever, like just be you. Um, and that's what like, yes, my pictures are edited sometimes, but like my body is my body. Um, and I've never like on my social media and stuff like that. I've always tried to be completely transparent. Um, so yeah, hopefully that phase is almost gone and over. Um, and hopefully the people who still have that mindset aren't, you know, exactly, you know, bigger, bigger, like people that can actually, um, affect your career. Hopefully they just, you know, stay in their little small bubble. Mm. Well, I actually, you say, I remember it was a few months ago, wasn't it Andy, when there was a big sort of scandal over here in the UK about, that kind of that kind of thing and a oh, lot yeah. of <clears throat> women's wrestlers were finally found the strength and were able to come out and I was actually quite horrified to to find out how long it had been and how they didn't feel they could come out until now and obviously you know the strength of them to do it is fantastic but at the same time I'm kind of sitting there going it shouldn't have taken this long but finally it looks like we're sort of evolving in the right way you know I work for a, um, a sports broadcasting company in the UK and we we now definitely we're you know for example um football what what in america is soccer (laughs) um you know is a lot more on sort of women's football and everything's becoming more of an evolution so it's definitely going in the right direction and 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 that's the way we want it i mean you've only got to look at the women's divisions across the you know the major brands now i mean nxt the women's division in nxt is the best thing about nxt it's it's oh it's stats oh it's it's unbelievable (laughs) definitely in the right way so while we're on about the future Casey I want to know what is going to happen for Casey Lennox in 2021 (laughs) without the because I know you said you can't give us everything yeah yeah obviously don't you know some things you can't say or we completely understand that but things you can say yeah um okay so I honestly who knows um what I have lined up right now I have uh a I would say like a TV, um, a TV kind of deal going through, but it's like, how do I explain this? It's for wrestling. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then we have WrestleMania weekend coming up. Hint, hint, hint. Um, yeah, I just have, I have a few, like I have bigger places that I'm going to be wrestling at. Um, I actually am going to be going to Mission Pro Wrestling, which is in Texas. Texas, I think. I believe. Th- Thunder Rosa, I think, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's one of the founders behind it, I think. Um, so, yeah, I got that. Um, Hurricane Pro, which is another big promotion. Um, but, yeah, I can't really. <laughs> the two that I can't really tell you about. No, of course. We understand. So we understand. No, but, um, but yeah, look forward I'm, to it though. We'll, we'll, when it does happen, we'll be like, ah, that's what she was talking about. I'll be posting pictures, and then that's you'll be right. like, yeah, that's. 
<laughs> so in terms of that's what's in the pipeline, but in terms of aspirations, things that aren't yet in the, in the pipeline, but things that you want to do, let's talk about, for example, a dream match. Who, past, present, or indeed maybe future, do you think I need to work with this person before I retire? It has to happen. Who would that be? Ah, okay. So my all-time um, person that I would love to wrestle is Eddie Guerrero. Mm. That can't happen. Like, I feel like he's who everybody wants to wrestle because he he's is. so freaking great. So cool. <laughs> um, but since that can't happen, um, I am going to say Dolph Ziggler, I think. Wow. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, Dolph is, I mean, he's been in WWE for a decade or more. He's freaking, like, his selling is phenomenal. He's good on the mic. He's a great wrestler. I feel like even if him and I go into a match and, like, something gets messed up, like, somehow he always makes everything look good. Um, And he, I feel, would draw the best out of me, Um, like, athletically, I feel. So definitely him. I don't want to, I mean, all the girls, I mean, everybody can say whatever girl they want to say. Um, everybody wants to see me versus Sasha, obviously, um, because apparently we look like each other. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, no, but definitely Dolph. Um, just because, like I said, he's, he's just the whole package. Um, yeah, Dolph. That's, that a, that's a good answer. That's, That's a very, very good answer. answer. Considering the fact, again, you mentioned the fact you love intergender wrestling. There's no better way of doing that than wrestling a bloke. <laughs> exactly. Well done, you. So uh, now, do 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 let the people, uh, our listeners, know how they can find you, Casey, on social media. I understand you have most social medias, and they're all one name, right? What is they that? are because it's complicated to be having like 15. <laughs> um, so my new my new social media handle is actually the Casey Lennox. Um, so just T H E Casey Lennox. Um, and then I have Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com backslash Miss Casey Lennox, which I need to change. Um, and then my website is just caseylennox.com. So they can find me there. I literally post um, everything, my entire life on my social media. I'm an open book. Um, don't try to hop in my DMs though. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, why is that? I have... I have so many people. No, I have so many people in my in my DMs um, who get so angry at me because you know I don't always answer. But like I answer comments or like like direct tweets more than I will ever answer the DMs because it always goes to the request. So how am I supposed to know where it's going? That is very true. And actually, when I tried to book you, I did start with a DM and then uh, I didn't I didn't hear. So then I thought, right, OK, I'll, I'll go. I'll go via the email address. It looks a lot better. So uh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. That's all right. So if, if it's a man, if you're listening, do not DM Casey because you ain't going to get a response. Don't DM. No, no, no chance. No, I, I, I really guys, I really have um, like and I go into my request and most of it is just, you know, oh you're so beautiful blah 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 I want to be your man all that stuff like that um and then some people will get mad because like I don't like I'll answer them in my comment section but I don't answer their dms and they're like sending me their number and they're like I know you're never gonna call but here's my number and I'm like (laughs) I don't (laughs) what do you want from me oh that's weird (laughs) they sound needy that's very weird I'll turn it off I'm gonna forget (laughs) about it 
Well, Casey, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Really have. You're, you're a true sport. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, ladies and gents, do follow Casey on social media. We will have all your social medias in our Twitter handle. If you want to follow us, it's at Monday Night Gore, capital M, capital N, capital G. But Casey, thank you very, very much for joining us on Monday thank Night Gore. It's you. been an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. And uh, so from me, from Connor, we say good night, ladies and gents, and we will see you next time. <laughs>